Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Star Trek Baja Session 5, a Star Trek Adventures actual play set in the Lower deck style of Star Trek Adventures. My name is ELH, the Game Master, and joining me are three lovely individuals who will meet uh, right now, actually. So, uh, Matthew, uh, anything you want to shout out, and who are you playing? Hello everyone, my name is Matthew. I play the Andorian helmsman Shash Chathane, who is absolutely a slacker. Uh-huh. Also on a uh, path to Admiralty. Sadly, yes. <laughs> Techno Nerd, what do you got going on? Yeah, he's the most successful slacker in Starfleet. Mm. Uh, hi, I'm Techno Nerd. I am playing the uh, Klingon Macbeth, and I am the science slash medical ensign on board the Baja. All right. And then Bean, what do you got going on? Hi, I'm Bean. I'm playing Mark Westbolin, the Trill Engineer, which is definitely not going to cause any chaos today. At all. Nothing. No, nothing no chaos. No, maybe just a little chaos. Just a little. All right, well, let's run that intro, and then we'll get started. And welcome back. So, something I like doing for all my Star Trek games is having the players do an opening log. And Bean, I believe that uh, Bolin has that honor today. Yeah. Person log. Entry Alpha 114. It seems like the crew of Baja has been tasked to aid a uh, Tandu uh, colony ship trapped inside of a well of black hole after it was being attacked by Norsicans, I think. Anyway, it, it seems that uh, our increased renown uh, uh, on the ship, or at least Thane's uh, <laughs> increased renown, has tasked us with preparing the warp core of the ship while the captain and co keep the Norsicans away from the ship and do other bridge crew related tasks hmm you know i like that flame is getting more respect around the ship he may not like it but he's skilled and kind-hearted even though he's lazy and doesn't show it and a number of other things that could probably uh, be a demerit to his uh you know behaviors but his family travel does remind me of my own where his keep on pushing him to be great mine keeps thinking that being joined is the greatest thing in the galaxy they just don't Pay attention to the fact that my mentor had to pass before, you know, having that privilege. Anyway, slaps cheeks. Uh, it's not time for that. We've got to save lives. End lock. All right. So we begin with a shot of the Baja, the Parliament class, uh, approaching or staying in orbit of a larger colony ship of alien design. It kind of looks like a elongated diamond where you've just kind of take one of the sides of the diamond, you've pinched it and pulled it. So it kind of looks, um, I think a prism is the word I'm looking for. Um, but what matters is that this alien colony ship, this prism, has been noticeably damaged. Uh, the hull has a myriad of scorch marks and explosions. Um, the warp core of the vessel has been ejected and is floating precariously close to the event horizon of the black hole that is nearby. And in general, it looks like the Noskin pirates that attacked this vessel um, did a number on it. Um, but where we begin proper is all of you receiving your final briefings uh, from the commanding officer. Uh, sorry, from the XO who you will remember is named uh, Moore, Commander Moore. And you are in transporter room two uh, in your environmental suits before you beam over to begin assisting uh, the colony vessel. And I think, was was Moore Connery? I want to say Moore was Connery. He was Connery. He was your Connery stand-in. So uh, as you all are putting the last final touches on your EVA suits, uh, Moore just sort of says, 
All right, let's go over the uh, the details once more. Uh, what we know is that the Nausikins apparently attacked this colony vessel for reasons unknown. Uh, the colony ship is in danger of uh, falling into that black hole, and we don't want a repeat of a uh, few missions ago where you all were also trapped in a black hole, because I don't think there's any aliens in this one. The one who I know. Uh, your job, uh, engines, is to more or less uh, find a way to power the vessel to at least get its impulse engines back online, and then uh, if you can figure out why the Nausikans attacked, that would also be appreciated. Uh, there is a time limit here. Uh, the Tondu ship will fall into the event horizon in approximately 12 hours, so you're going to have to work miracles over there. Uh, any questions? Um... The state of the warp core, is it uh, salvageable or is that uh, ejected because it was going uh, critical? Uh, both, actually. Uh, the warp core is scheduled to go critical more or less in the next two or three hours. That's why we haven't approached it or tried to beam it back up. But if you believe you wish to take the risk, you are more than welcome to. Uh, <clears throat> and Shaz just raises his hand. I actually do have a question. Yes. Miracle working seems to be more like the job of a chief engineer. So, um, why is Zenlith not, uh, sorry, Commander Zenlith not handling this and we just staying on the ship and cleaning plasma conduits? Well, she's currently working on a solution that will allow us to move the colony vessel. It is many magnitudes larger than the Baja. And in order to get it to a star base or in order to get it to somewhere where we can deal with this humanitarian crisis, Zenlith is working on a way to strengthen the tractor beam or some way of storing all those aliens in the buffer. So you, you don't want to just change the gravitational constant of the universe? Have you been talking with Q again? You've been talking to Q? Wow. Well, you know, when you get assigned to be the commander of this little ragtag squad, you get some privileges coming along with that. Like, oh, okay then. I'm going to have to update that with my logs. These environmental suits, they're going to protect us, right? I mean, we're, we're going awfully close to that black hole. Well, as long as you don't fall in, you should be all right. I think they're more designed to uh, deal with the radiation that normally a warp breach has, has to deal with. And also that the ships likely have lost containment. Um, is this colony ship a everybody's just sitting around or a cryo ship or any of the above generation uh, ship? The former is my understanding. So uh, we have some people who may be injured over there as well. That is correct. That's also why we're sending you with Macbeth, because if there are any injuries, well, they're one of the best nurses. I, I forget. What is, uh, what, are you, what is your official title, Macbeth? I am a nurse in sickbay, yes. There you go. One of the best nurses we have on the ship. And Shaz just sort of like switches his comm channel over to private for Macbeth as he's got the helmet on. You notice he didn't say one of the best. He said one of the better. That's Isn't that an insult to your honor? Believe me, I have noted it, Commander. Um, sorry, Supervisor Chiffane. Uh, no, 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 no. Go, go, go with that. I, I, I kind of like that. That's it's disturbingly pleasant to hear somebody call me that. Supervisor or commander? Either. Both are good. So go, with, go with whatever feels more comfortable. Very well, Supervisor Chiffane. I would not want my 
dishonor in disemboweling the commander to reflect poorly on your service record. Uh, that's 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 really considerate of you. Thanks. I am an incredibly considerate person. I've noted that. And while they're doing that, I'm just talking to the, the commander and asking more questions. So they're just having a conversation in the background of like disemboweling the commander. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, by any chance, did we get a scan of their colonization equipment? Maybe generators or something like that? I could use an alternative to warp core. Yeah. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give me a reason engineering and the Baja will assist you with a sensors engineering difficulty of one on this one. Uh, electroplasma systems. Cause I'm I'll give it to you because EPS is basically power systems. Uh, gotta not spend. Oh, did we get one momentum? Uh, not yet, but there is a complication from chat. Just kind of waiting in the wings. Great. Thanks chat. All right. Well, unfortunately, unless you have a way of re-rolling that Boleyn, um, the Baja's assist doesn't even count because you rolled zero successes here. Um, nope, it's a technical problem with your own ship. I can't block that. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I know your ship would have applied to the Baja, but not to this colony ship. No, I'm just going to take the, the loss that there's too much colony equipment and none of it's like big, huge generators I can just hook up as a wolf call. Right. And I think that's basically what the answer is, is that, yeah, there's just so much colony equipment and so much they try to rescue from the planet uh, when their star went supernova. And I should qualify that the supernova star now is the black hole, that something turned a supernova into a black hole. You're not sure why that is or what caused it, but um, if you are asking Commander more about it, he's very much in the dark as well. But he does insinuate that if you do find out what happened to the supernova to turn it into a black hole, that uh, it is paramount to find out that information. Okay, then. Would it be possible for me, both through a visual examination and a review of the sensor records, to note anything that might be out of the ordinary about the ship's design or its engines in particular, given that we're going to attempt to repair them? Right, right. Uh, why don't you give me a reason con on your part? Difficulty of one. Three, there you go. Two successes, meaning you get a point of momentum. So what I would say, Thane, is that when you look at the scans, it really looks like they more or less grabbed everything as fast as they could from the planet that wasn't being nailed down and just got it on the colony ship as fast as possible. So it's chaos over there, to say the least. Um, there's a lot of systems that shouldn't be interconnected that are basically jury-rigged and running on empty. Um, a lot of the colony ship systems, even before the warp core uh, ejection, were having issues. This is basically the perfect storm of just so many complications and so many different systems going out of sorts all at once. Otherwise, however, it's just a standard warp engine? Otherwise, yes. Uh, it would be comparable to a NX-level uh, warp engine, so a warp drive engine. Okay. So they're not using some sort of bizarre quantum singularity or space-folding technology, just standard warp. All right. Yep, standard matter, antimatter reaction. Yep. Okay. I have two plans. Both of them are going to be quite complicated. Uh, one due to fixing a warp core while it's floating around near a black hole, and the other would be to 
um, strip part one of the shuttles over there for its warp core, even though it's small and designed for only a shuttle, due to the fact that using NXR equipment, I may be able to jerry-rig it with some equipment over there to give it a jump start. I'm already powering the impulse drive, so I won't need to have full warp capability. However, that plan comes with a lot of jerry-rigging, and the engines might not like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, given my familiarity with the tinkering I've been doing on that shuttle, the Type 9 shuttle down in uh, Shuttle Bay 1, I don't think that's really going to be a, a viable plan. I was I was just thinking of not a continuous thrust, but enough of the thrust to get out the gravity weld, rather than a uh, fixing the engine properly, just fix it enough so it, it works. I can also understand your uh, hesitance with going with that plan, since it's just basically hit it with a wrench levels of technical know-how. I mean, if a job is worth doing, it's worth doing half-assed, right? So I've, <laughs> I follow that. Um, does the bar have a industrial replicator? It does have one, yes. Okay. I may be able to nick the industrial replicator to make something on site because just making a warp core and flying it over there is not going to work because a standard issue federation warp core even if we pick one from an earlier generation may not fit we could just bolt it to the outside i'm sure that'll work <laughs> <laughs> That's the exact noise Bowen makes for a while. I mean, work for what exactly, Macbeth? Well, for You're pushing us away. Off? It would be a glorious way to die, that is for sure. However, I simply meant that we could perhaps jury rig, as you put it, one of these replicated warp cores up to the uh, up to this ship and just use the explosion to push us away from the from the black holes of End Horizon. Now, I accept that there would be some element of risk in this, and perhaps 70 to 75% of the ship would be destroyed in the process. However, it would be a great honor to go out in such a way, saving perhaps 15% of the crew. Let's have that as plan F. I was not aware that we had plans A to E. We gotta fill them in as we go along. I think we could let's move that to Z. <laughs> right. Because I think getting out and pushing would be like plan X, and then we get to Z, which is and trust me, I don't like going to the gym and working out and moving heavy objects any more than I do any other kind of work. So plan Z is a really bad one. Could we replicate real quick. You said mm -hmm. that getting out and push was, uh, was plan X. What is plan Y? We, I... Well, that's actually asking Q for help. Oh. Yeah, that's getting on the hands and knees and asking why we are here. I thought that was plan Q. You'd think that, but that's making you know, a it's all about subversion expectations. I see. I believe plan, I thought plan X was to replicate thousands of those rocket boots, tie them all to the ship, and just have them push the ship away from okay. the black hole. Though I normally like our our weird and wonderful brainstorming sessions, I think we need to skip past the crazy ones because people's lives are in danger. People's lives are always in danger. Have you noticed More that? so than normal. Fair. <clears throat>
Okay. So I'm going to have, can somebody, I'm going to scan the, uh, the warp core that's floating around to see what I can find of that one. Can okay. I make an insight uh, warp core roll? Yeah, uh, definitely an insight engineering. And again, the Baja will assist you with a sensors engineering. I will say uh, difficulty of two on this one. All right. Does power system still work? Uh, yes, definitely would. Okay. I'm going to spend that one momentum. Okay. And roll. Of course. <laughs> well, let's see what the uh, the Baja gets you. Again, it's a sensors engineering from the Baja. Did I, uh, did I give you a difficulty? Difficulty of uh, oh. one on this one. So Wait, you're already I three just realized uh, test the theory, so I wouldn't have spent the momentum. Okay, fair enough. Uh, did you succeed at a previous task covering the same thing, though? Oh, no, oh okay. that's right. It does say succeeded. Yep. All right, now I've succeeded. I now can roll the extra try later. All right, so what I'm going to say is that uh, with that many successes, and I believe you're at two momentum now, um, the warp core is, for lack of a better term, antiquated, because, again, it is a warp 5 engine. It's only meant to go so fast. Um, but you notice that the main concern that's causing it to blow up is that the Heisenberg compensators and the uh, electromagnetic power flow within the core itself has been disrupted. Kind of like if you were to take a modern computer and you were to strike lightning nearby the computer, it mm -hmm. wouldn't fry everything in the computer, but it would definitely mess up uh, anything that was currently running in that computer, if, that, if you follow the analogy. Hmm. All right, so I have an idea. Since I do see what parts are damaged, we can replicate those parts with uh, a couple of variations just to deal with size and other sorts of things. We can fly over to the, the warp core, I can repair it, and then we can fly back to the ship and have it reinstalled. Uh, problem. Mm -hmm. If we don't know what caused the destabilization of its magnetic containment field buffer in the first place, mm -hmm. how do we prevent that from happening again or knowing that it won't happen again? By getting closer and scanning it. Huh. Just throwing this idea out there on the meta level. Mm -hmm. Do you want to spend a point of momentum to perhaps pose oh, a yeah. question pertaining to what might have caused this depolarization of the magnetic containment field, as I understand it, or like what kind of phenomenon might have done this? I'm going to spend that momentum. Okay. So what you're going to learn then with your spent of momentum is that there's kind of two different things to the, well, three different things to this. Uh, the first one, obviously, pirates attacking anything, power fluctuations, weapon damage. That's probably one of the major problems uh, that caused the destabilization of the warp core. Uh, number two is that, again, everything on that colony ship is jury-rigged to last very shortly, just meant to live just a little bit longer so that they can make a new jury rig to fix things. The third one, and probably the most important thing that is relevant to you all, is that as far as your sensors are able to determine, there is a lack of, shall we say, proper shielding between the matter and the antimatter. So the reaction between the two is quickly spiraling out of control. So if you're able to stabilize that reaction and you're able to more or less, what's the word I want, contain the explosion that is within 
um, you could theoretically bring it back to the colony ship. But again, the warp core is about two to three hours out from exploding, and it's falling towards the black hole at the moment. Wait, 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 wait. I, might, I think it's not, that's not interference. That's due to poor shielding of the um, um, matter-antimatter reaction. Uh, that means it has between one to two hours before it becomes too unstable to repair. Mm -hmm. If I could get a, uh, if I could get the, I'd like to just start mumbling to myself and just start pulling, you know, the, the metal and other such things I would need to fix it. Okay. Well, uh, well, Bolin has her uh, little freak out. Uh, Commander, <clears throat> like you said, we don't know why the pirates attacked other than big easy target, which is probably good enough for an Oscan pirate. But do you want us to investigate that as well? I mean, because we've got all this time. information, yes. Uh, do look into their sensor logs. Do look into any of the weapon patterns. See what caused the Noskins to pick these uh, Tondu. Because as far as we're aware, their Tondu didn't have anything that the Noskins didn't already have. The Noskins have no honor. It would not surprise me to learn that they had simply attacked because it was there. I think that Anaskan would probably say that you don't have any grumba, but... Uh... I do not take much stock in what Anaskan thinks of me. Well, they're not Klingon, so... It... All right, Supervisor uh, Thane, right? We, I've got, like, I got, like, everything uh, everything set up. Are we going with the, the plan? Like, is that the plan we're going for, or do I need to think up of another plan? No, I think the, you know... Warp core repair right. plan. Okay. Right. Okay. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. Although mm. he turns over to uh, to Macbeth, maybe you want to actually board the ship because I don't know how helpful you're going to be with respect to the whole repairing a warp core thing. Offer them some medical assistance and then check their sensor logs. Indeed, this would be the best course of action, Supervisor Chaffin. Oh, and, okay. And I, I, and I think I'd like to know that Macbeth does have a. Um, does have not only a med kit with him, but also his surgical bat left. Okay. Oh, um, just if, just magnetically strapped to his back, I guess. If um, Macbeth could um, also maybe ask their engineers to send over schematics of their jury rig nonsense, if that's okay, um, supervise the thing. I mean, I, I, since it's jury rig nonsense, I don't think they have necessarily schematics of it. Okay, but like, yeah. but I, I I take your meaning. Yes, that's yes. Uh, also, you don't have to check with me for everything. I, I, I'm, I will delegate to people. Like you do your, you do you, and I'll okay. do me, and everyone will be good. We understand, yes. Supervisor Jafane. However, it must be noted that we will not know what you have decided to delegate unless we decide to check with you. It's a bit of catch twenty-two, isn't it? That is correct, Supervisor. Well, into it, you, like into okay. it. All right. Um, Macbeth, if you could carry that and carry that into the back of the, the, the thing, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that. I'm just start stealing stuff. And like one crew member who's working on the shuttle, I just run over and nick his hyperspanner and run off with it. All right. So let's, uh, on a meta level, make, let's make sure we're all on the same page. So do you want to fly a shuttle with the parts over? Or do you just want to literally beam in space next to the warp core and have the parts materialize around you? Because again, beauty of space is everything will float where you leave it. Um, um, and again, I, you have time before the warp core hits the event horizon. 
So theoretically, you could do all the work in space in zero G if you so want it. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, the idea is to fly over a shuttle, potentially stabilize it with a tractor beam, mm-hmm. so then I can do work with it. Oh, right. Um, that's the complication. Can't tractor beam the core because that would stabilize it further. Okay. Um, position the shuttle nearby just in case A, interference stops us from me teleporting out, and a, uh, sorry, point B, transporting over there with interference, I would not want to risk it. My atoms would be scrambled. Fair enough. I mean, we could arguably transport over there and then have the shuttle follow us just to save time. Ah, uh, if that's what you want to go for. What kind of interference actually exists out there and what would be the danger of it relative to taking a shuttlecraft? So, uh, let me check my notes. Oh. I thought uh, you were asking me about the GM. <laughs> no, it's a good thing you asked because I actually noted this in my notes somewhere. Here it is. Um, I have it written down. Interferometric. No, it's actually not interferometric uh, radiation for once. It's uh, gamma radiation. Ah. Oh. Yeah, so with the shielding failing, the amount of gamma radiation in the area would increase the interference. Our uh, spacesuits are designed to deal with that level of radiation um, exposure. Though, may I suggest taking your anti-radiation pills before we embark uh, on this flight? Because, you know, it's always best to be uh, safe and sorry. Indeed, I handed them out before this mission began. I thought those were M&Ms. <sighs> I am joking. I'm joking. This I have, I have mentioned several <laughs> times to you the importance of taking these anti-radiation pills. Mm-hmm. And if I add them like NMMs, that means I definitely t- did take my anti-sickness radiation pills. Either that or you accidentally ate your M&Ms again. Either way, I have loaded a hyperspace full of thorazine into my medkit. It should help to counteract the effects of any gamma radiation. You undoubtedly will suffer. I, I quickly look over my bags. Did I eat my M&Ms or did I eat the anti-radiation sickness pills? Well, I also have a complication from chat. So that complication is you don't know. You don't recall. I just look at you and go, yes. Very well. I shall keep a monitor of your vital signs just in case. If you start to find that your eyeballs are liquefying out of your head, be mm-hmm. sure to let me know. I will endeavor to do so. All right, well, let's get this show on the road. Uh, get on the transporter pad, and we'll send a shuttle out to uh, assist you as soon as possible. All right. I'm ready to go. Excellent. And Shas just checks his chronometer. I've got that uh, that spa day on the holodeck in like two hours, so let's get this uh, let's, let's, let's run through this quickly. Hi, hi, Supervisor. <clears throat> All right. Supervisor Chafane, we await your orders. Yeah, I'm starting to dislike that name. Okay, uh, yeah, go. Let's do this. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, my understanding is what's going to happen is Thane and Bolin, you are going to materialize next to the floating warp core. Macbeth, you're going over to the colony ship to provide aid and medical assistance there, maybe to look into the logs as well. Um, let's deal with the warp core first, then we'll just sort of bounce back and forth. Um, so Thane and Boleyn, as you materialize next to the warp core, um, it's about the size of what we see in Enterprise, where it's not the biggest of warp engines, but it's still a significant uh, matter-antimatter reaction containment chamber. 
Um, it's maybe about the size of a septic tank for a house, if you're familiar mm. with how large those usually are. Um, but what really matters is that um, you are in zero G right now, which means everything that you are doing movement-wise is being carefully regulated by your environmental suits um, to allow you to operate in the no-gravity environment. The other good news is that the required parts and the required things you need to fix the warp core um, are more or less just floating nearby. You just kind of either magnetically pull them towards you or you just sort of use your suit's thrusters to grab them. Um, but there is no... It's kind of a double-edged sword. There is no gravity that you have to wrestle for control with, but there's also no gravity to stabilize yourself. So if you roll a complication here, what's going to happen is you're going to start to lose control of yourself and it'll cause some bad things, more or less. Um, but with you next to the warp core now, uh, how would you all like to proceed? All right. So what I would like to do is I want to ensure that the shielding between the matter and antimatter is fixed first because mm -hmm. everything else is secondary compared to that because I don't want to blow up today. Um, so I am going to take the, the sheet metal and I'm going to, um, well, it's not sheet metal, but you know, the, the replacement metal for the shielding and start like opening up that area and start converting whatever they've used as like a bulkhead and putting in my my equivalent using portable, small portable engineering shield generators to separate the antimatter and matter temporarily to ensure that they don't touch while I'm removing the shielding. All right. Well, as you probably guessed, this is definitely going to be an extended task. Um, mm -hmm. The difficulty, I'll type it all out, but the work track's going to be 12. The magnitude will start at a four. The difficulty will start at a four. And what I would say in terms of intervals, uh, you have eight intervals to work in. And remember that you can spend, before any any rolls are made, you can spend a momentum or a threat to reduce the intervals to one instead of two. Um, but again, it's work track of 12, difficulty and magnitude of four to start. And you have eight intervals of time before the warp core goes critical and you have to bail. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of task, I will accept arguments for many things, but I believe daring engineering is probably going to be the... Uh, name of the game here. And that also applies to Thane. If you have a creative way to assist, I'll also take uh, under advisement there. Um, quick question, and forgive me for this because this is something I should know, mm -hmm. but uh, the con officer special ability, would I have access to that? It is. And actually, I don't think it's ever come up in one of my games, but let's very quickly look that up because I'm I'm wondering what con officers actually get. I think, I think that it's, you get to use con in place of engineering for something that has to do with dealing with fixing, propulsion systems. Yeah, fixing engines and stuff rather than using engineering. You know what? Let's take a moment to look at the Which PDF. Which never because... uses because con officers are not... If they are an engineer con officer, they're going to have engineering. Right. All right, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. It would be under character development. Here we go. All right, uh, do helm officer. Helm officer is responsible for laying out a course and controlling the ship's speed, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so I actually see it. It looks like, according to the Klingon rules anyway, uh, whenever the helm officer succeeds at a contest to control a starship, they generate one point of bonus momentum to be used on the task. Um, 
Now that might be just a revision from the, uh, the Federation rulebook. Because yeah, I was going to say, know. yeah, if you have a copy of the player's guide and it says that you can use con in place of uh, engineering, I'm okay with you doing that. Because I think well, I think it would apply. It's okay. I I, th I could be recalling incorrectly, so let's just go with the Klingon rules, and okay. I'll use engineering just fine. Okay. No, I appreciate you asking though, and it's it's good to look these things up because as much as we like fudging the rules, it is good to have a good benchmark. So I suppose just he'll be working in this sort of observing and assisting role as he supplies appropriate tools at each stage of the uh, the procedure mm -hmm. and uh, double checking calculations and calibrations. Could I think that's an excellent con? present engineering on your part. Could it be a con engineering because they are dealing with the zero G more than the engineering part of it? Well, that would be con and engineering. It, it would, that would be two, uh, two oh, disciplines. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, brain. Okay. Uh, okay, so target number four. Uh, Thane's assisting me. Techno has disappeared. Excellent. And I have warp engines as a focus. I have power systems. So we're going now to remember, rely on the... You uh, you need to give a momentum or thread, otherwise it'll be two intervals instead of one. I'm going to give that momentum. Okay. Um, I have test a theory because I've already succeeded a roll on this warp core by scanning it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to spend my determination. Okay. Um, the only thing between... Uh, the ship is the only thing between you and space. If we don't fix this, the only thing between the Tandu and space is a black hole. So uh, is this warp core, and the, the space is currently a black hole. So it's really important that we fix it for them. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, I am then going to roll determination value. If you accept my value for that one, sure. Okay, and roll. Gosh darn it. Well, uh, do you have cautious engineering or something like that? No, I don't have cautious engineering, and I didn't spend momentum for that extra dice I spent uh, test theory. Mm -hmm. So we pass with a complication. Yep, you do pass. All right, well, go ahead and roll your uh, two plus your engineering score to represent the work done, and then I'll, uh, I'll narrate what that all means. Okay, I do a whole lot of hacking work. Do you have Miracle Worker by chance? I don't have Miracle Worker. This 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 engineer is designed to do maintenance work on their own ship very well, mm -hmm. instead of like fixing problems. Actually, look at your talents here real quick. Uh, okay, no, you don't have what I was looking for. Yeah. All right. Um, so that is still significant. That is still five or more work done in one, which lowers the difficulty and the magnitude. Um, so mechanically, you're at work nine out of 12, difficulty three, magnitude three, intervals only one out of eight. Um, so narratively... What happens is uh, sort of what Thane was leading into, where Bolin, you get to work uh, replacing the reactor housing and stabilizing the metallurgy there. Thane, of course, providing insight and handing off tools as appropriate. The complication that I'm going to introduce, though, is that the stabilization uh, thrusters on Bolin's uh, suit are going to go on the fritz. And what that's going to mean, Bolin, is that you're still able to work in zero gravity and you're still able to move around to some degree. Um, I am going to make the complication range of future tasks a 17 to 20 whenever you are performing work in zero G. Okay. Um, can I uh, link myself onto the warp core, which sounds like a great thing, especially since this thing's exploding. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still fine with the 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 complication range even with this, but like you, you basically using two links to move around the warp core rather than trying to use thrusters at all. Because if they're on the frets, I don't trust them. Right, right, right. I I just get this uh, Doctor Strange love vibe where instead of riding the atom bomb down, you're just riding a warp core. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, you found it for us, uh, Matthew. Thank you. Um, Interesting. I wonder why the Klingon rules have it as a helm officer, but Starfleet has it as a flight controller. Huh. Well, we know for the future that uh, you can use con instead of engineering. Good good call there. Speaking of which, as he sees Bolin start to yoke herself onto the the warp core with his brow arched and his antennae sort of curling within the wide confines of that uh, environmental suit, um, he raises a finger and then she kind of like floats around so that she's not facing him. And his hand drops. Uh, you want me to take over for you there? My 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 moving thruster alert, I currently switched it off because I'm working right now, uh, is on the frets. So that's why I've linked myself to the warp core. If you want to take over the engineering work, that's fine. I still need to be linked to something. Okay. Uh, usually it's not a good idea to turn off the alert and then pretend everything's fine. Uh, just a bit of advice from your superior. I, that, that, that doesn't actually address the problem. No, it doesn't address the problem. Uh, but I have a bigger problem in front of me. And right. I'm not ignoring the problem. I just don't want the alert to happen. But I can switch you back on if you want me to. I mean, I've I've got you on mute most of the time, so it doesn't bother me. Oh, thanks. What was that? I see your lips moving, but I... I'm not even facing you, so how do you can even make that joke? It was a good joke, though, you have to admit. Yes, it is a very good joke. Okay, thank you. That's all I want. A little bit of respect to your superior officer, for goodness sake. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I'll keep my banter to a minimum of the death-defying thing in front of me, and humor is the only thing that's keeping me sane. I, now you understand why I'm always joking around, right? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And he sort of just floats into position in front of the access panel. All right. And uh, yeah, I'll give it a go. All right. So we're actually going to bounce over to Macbeth because uh, Macbeth might be able to get you momentum, which will then help on the <coughs> extended task. All right. So Macbeth, as you beam aboard the Tondu vessel, um, you realize that immediately you are not so much in the middle of a what should have been an open square sort of inside or maybe an atrium would be a better word than square. You're not inside what appears to be an atrium. You are inside what is tantamount to um, chaos of what's the word I want significant variety. Cause I can't remember the specific word I want. Uh, what I mean by that is that there's basically tent cities set up. There's uh, people and technology sprawled across the entire space the air is thick and muggy. In fact, there's kind of a low-hanging cloud fog feel to the whole place. Um, it's actually not at all dissimilar to a Borg sphere if that Borg sphere or Borg cube had come under attack and that the environmental systems there were on the fritz. Um, but as soon as you beam in, uh, no roll required, you immediately see that you are um, nearby what appears to be, if your universal translator is correct, you are nearby one of the uh, wards or one of the uh, locations on the ship that have been set up to serve medical needs. And there's all manner of injuries. You're seeing plasma burns. You're seeing broken limbs. You're seeing things that need thermal regenerators. 
you are more or less at this point triaging as you see fit. Do they have anything in the way of similar technology for medical supplies like dermal regenerators and that sort of thing? Uh, no, and that's probably why you are going to be a big force of good here is because the best that they have is, again, that enterprise level. So they have... So leeches and bats everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> uh, great. Okay. Um, before I do anything, am I able to take out my tricorder and I want to scan for the other two uh, near the warp core just so I can keep an eye on their life signs and their own medical status? Sure. Give me a uh, reason medicine, and I'm going to say it's a difficulty of zero. Okay, I'm just fine. Gonna... <laughs> I'm just having a panic attack, but it's fine. Everything's fine. All right, two successes, giving you two momentum. Yes, so what I'm going to say is that you are able to keep a lock on Bolin and Thane via your tricorder, and your tricorder will alert you if anything changes there. Um, right. Also, with that many successes, I will tell you that the good news is that there's no one immediately critical within this ward. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, firstly, what did the Tondu look like? That's I know they're roughly humanoid, but uh, number of limbs different or, you know, big head crests. Like, what's what's the fun thing that, that they have stuck to their forehead? <laughs> yeah, just random things. It's actually uh, funny you ask that because uh, are you familiar with an elk or a deer, perhaps, where they have those antlers? It's very similar to that, where um, they sort of have Vulcan pointed ears, but then they have these not quite like tiefling horns, but they are more like a deer or a uh, an elk's horns where they kind of come out. But they're not like moose level horns, if you know the nuance there, where sure. yep. deer and elk are just kind of more thin and moose are big, thick things. Um, the other thing is you notice that all of their eyes are uh, like cat irises, where they are kind of yellow in color, and they kind of are slits most of the time, but they do uh, dilate to wider circles. Um, the other thing you notice is that they are uh, relatively tall, even for you being a Klingon, where they are probably averaging about six feet tall or about two meters for uh, the metric system. So they're, they're coming up to about my height, effectively. Mm -hmm. Is that I presume that's without the horns as uh, yeah, the horns would extend above that. Yep, cool. Okay. Um, am I able to sort of just determine who might be the, the person in charge of the? I mean, I'm familiar with, you know, triaging and, um, uh, you know, emergency medicine, that kind of thing. So I feel like I'd be able to like take a take stock quite quickly of the situation and, and find the person in charge. All right. Uh, is that is that possible to do? Yeah, go ahead and give me an insight medicine difficulty of one here. And this will represent you reading the crowd and reading the uh, people who are working on the individuals here. Excellent. And can I take emergency medicine then as a focus? Most definitely. Great. And here it comes. All right. The one success is all you need. Uh, wow. Yes, you actually find one of the doctors currently resetting a broken arm. And uh, as you approach, they don't look up. But they at least acknowledge you and say... Uh, please tell me you're here with something better than the sticks and stones and the very basic bracers I have here. You'll be glad to know I have brought not only my surgical batleth, which is incredibly sharp and useful for amputation, as well as a number of other slightly esoteric uses. I have also brought Starfleet medical equipment as well, which includes dermal regenerators, laser scalpels, all sorts of things. So you should find that uh, I will be a Great help to you in this endeavor that you are. All right, excellent. Um, come here and hold this uh, hold this arm like that, and uh, I got to reset it. Uh, wh wh what's your name? 
I am Macbeth. Macbeth. All right. I'm Vin. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, Macbeth. Uh, I only basically know what I'm doing. I took a correspondence course at a local college before the whole supernova thing. So I know basically how an arm should look, but we're definitely relying on your Starfleet ingenuity here. Well, in that case, I recommend that you hold the arm and I will set it. Probably a better idea. Sure. And Macbeth moves his hands into the right position and then sets the work at uh, resetting this bone. All right. So we're going to do this roll, then we're going to bounce back to the other two. Go ahead and give me either a daring or a control medicine. Difficulty of one. An emergency uh, medicine would apply as a focus here. Great. Okay. All right. One success. So you're able to reset the bone just fine, and there's kind of a popping noise. And uh, the Tondu kind of looks down at the arm and goes, oh, well, okay, that... I mean, it it still feels broken, but at least I'm not in that much pain anymore. Thank you. And Macbeth is going to pull out a hypo and put it to the guy's neck. This will help with the pain and zips him. Um, I'm then going to turn to Vin and say, um, you will need to lead me to your, your uh, highest priority cases. That will be the best place for us to start. Well, there's about 20 of these wards across the entire ship. I only know what's really going on in this one. Then here is where we will start. Okay. Well, uh, that person over there appears to have some nasty burns. Why don't we go work on them? Agreed. And in the meantime, you can tell me uh, how this sorry state of being came into being. We'll return to that moment as we return to the others. And again, I'll put it in chat just so it is recent in your mind. Um, you have a magnitude and difficulty of three. You've got seven intervals remaining, and you have nine out of twelve work at the moment. All right. Uh, so continue to labor on the magnetic containment field between the matter and antimatter. Um, we'll try to restore that. And I guess that would be daring. Daring, um, and for your part, now that we understand that flight controller has changed, uh, you can use con in this instance. I will not spend one momentum to uh, reduce the interval. Okay. We'll keep that at two, but I will spend one to get an extra die. Okay. And I'll also spend my determination. Okay. Um, oh, what value could I call upon here? That's a good question. Uh, what part of the evil core are you trying to fix? It's still trying to restore the magnetic containment field. Okay. Uh, I don't think I have one that applies. Uh, Do you want to run over them, see if we can wangle it? Well, they're mostly negative values. Get okay. lost in a crowd. Uh, hell is other people. The real hell is the friends we make along the way. Love them or hate them, they're still my family. And if I never try, I never fail. Well, you can always challenge a value. No, you don't need the, need the termination. But just to think it from a storytelling point of view, you are literally in middle of space fixing a warp core. You are actually trying. Yeah, I think I will just for role play reasons and the growth of the character. I will challenge um, if I never try, I never fail. Okay. Or actually, no, I think get lost in a crowd because I'm actively drawing attention to myself. I'm putting myself out there as uh, the one who's taking over this entire affair. Mm -hmm. um, and I will leverage, I think, love them and hate them or hate them. They're still my family. Uh, because this is actually a communal action on the part of both Bolin and I. We're sort of liaising, working together, collaborating on this. Okay. So, 
perform task, uh, three dice, use focus, use determination of value. That Whoa. is that is significant. I don't help, wow. but I'm kind of floating in the background. <laughs> All right. So by my count, that brings you to four momentum. And yeah, Thane, if you want to give me two plus your con score here, that'll represent the work done. Right, so that would be six. I mean, my amazingly. You guys are nailing this. I love it. So that is eight successes. And in fact, five or more, you completed the work track. Yeah, I think unless I'm miscounting here, I think you've completed the extended task within three intervals. Um, so here's what happens in the narrative sense. Um, Thane, as you come in to quote unquote save the day, you experience a moment of zen, a moment of clarity where you realize that, and this is how I'm maybe giving you an in to challenge the value, you start to realize that, yeah, it's it's weird to actually try, but now that you're actually putting in the effort and you're actually putting in, you know, the time to apply yourself, if this is making sense, you feel good. You feel like you're making a difference. And that confidence, that clarity you have in the moment carries through to your work where you kind of give one last push of a piece of metal and then the warp core stabilizes and there's now a steady hum all right, good work, Thane. I think, yeah, it's with, yeah, it's now within the um, margin of uh, error that we could track to beam it. Uh, or, you know, if we really want to get technical, a grappling hook would actually work slightly better, but we'd have to fit a shuttle with that. But I think we should go with it, uh, with a uh, track to beam. Um, are you okay? You see that Thane is just sort of like staring at the, the, uh, the paneling there looks down at his hands and awkwardly he reaches back to like scratch at his neck and it collides with the uh, the back of the environmental suit and it almost seems like he's surprised for a minute to realize that it's there uh yeah yeah okay i'm good we're good everything's good everything's okay. fine everything's great yeah all right <clears throat> okay i was a little bit worried that you took a little bit too much dose of radiation and i'm not a doctor you, you know what? It could be some kind of brain tumor that's developing. That could be the that cause of this yeah. feeling. That I'm, uh, I, I'm going to go to sick bay and uh, get that checked out when we're done here. Though we got to get it to the ship and fit it in first. Right. We've got a job to do. Yes, we've got a job <clears> to do. <throat> I pat you on the back, though you don't really feel it because there's like the gigantic pack of like Starfleet medic, uh, Starfleet, um, you know aerospace nonsense right he just throws you finger guns in finger place guns. of that a chest oh wait i'm floating <laughs> well yeah, watch it there okay you're, you're fine you're good uh you didn't happen to pack any grappling cables onto the shuttle did you you got four momentum spend one and i'll let you say you did it yeah we, we have grappling hooks because they work best they'll work better in the situation just the fact that they don't produce any energy to mess with the field Okay, well, uh, and he sort of like loops an arm around Bolin's waist after giving her a sort of a, a questioning look to see if that's okay. Mm, yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. All right, and then he starts sort of like motoring back to the shuttle using his uh, his pack. All right. And as you all are getting the grappling hooks in line and begin towing the now stabilized warp core back to the Tondu vessel, let's return to Macbeth for a moment. So, Macbeth, uh, at this point, you have treated a myriad of injuries, again, ranging from burns to broken limbs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what you're seeing the most is 
a level of weariness that you've only ever seen or at least heard of in hollow novels where these are people that are downtrodden to the point where they know they have no home, they know they're on borrowed time, and they don't really have hope, if you will. Um, so you can fix the physical injuries a lot, but a lot of the times after you heal an injury, they kind of give you one of those looks where they're thankful, but they're also like, what's the point, if you get what I'm getting at here? While um, I've been fixing people up and treating burns and all this sorts of thing um can i have been asking like how did you get this injury what was the cause of it mm -hmm. just trying to sort of piece together uh sort of like a, a a grander image of what's going on or what's happened i mean obviously the norsicans attacked so some of them might be related to that but there seems to be obviously a lot of injured and you know it's been it's made, been made mention that there's more triage uh areas uh, where there might be even more injured people. So, like, I, I just want to know, like, is there anything in addition to the the Norskan attack that's that's caused any of these medical ailments? Right. And I think the answer you're going to get is going to come from a uh, Tondu named, let me look up his name, uh, Zor, Z-O-R. Uh, so Zor is a scientist, or at least he's wearing what appears to be a lab coat of some sort. Um, it is charred on the sleeve. In fact, the entire left sleeve has been ripped free and burned away. Um, you're just now patching up a nasty burn on his arm. But as you ask this question, you ask, you know, well, how did this happen and all that? He kind of looks at you funny and goes, uh, this might seem an odd question for you, Doc, but uh, do you ever have uh, one of those moments where you try to do good, but you think like you've just made things worse? I am familiar with such moments, yes. Well, uh, I think I know why the Noskins attacked. I see. Will you share this information with me? And he's setting to work, bandaging the arm, or, or not bandaging, that's far too low tech, um, using a dermal regenerator on the, on the arm. Mm -hmm. Oh, also momentum from chat, thank you. Um, thank you, chat. Zor... Kind of looks like they're hesitant to say anything, but at a look from Vin, um, Zor finally acquiesces and says, I was responsible for a uh, phased Polaron experiment back when we were trying to figure out how to prevent the uh, supernova of the star. And uh, let's just say that while we weren't able to stop the star from going supernova, we were able to create a prototype or at least an experiment that could have turned the supernova into a black hole, which, given that the black hole is now there instead of a supernova, is kind of a, a mixed blessing. But, And you can see that, obviously, he's trying to correlate three different stories into one, and his he's got the timeline all confused. But Zora continues on to say, um, long story short, the, the Noskins found out about this technology, and they stole it, and they tested it not only on this vessel, but the supernova. and And that's why... That's that's why we're we're here right now. Yes, I had a feeling this might be where this is going, um, and I think it might be worth tapping um, my com badge at this point. Uh, Ensign Macbeth to Supervisor Chafain. Uh, Chafain here, yeah. I believe I have uncovered the reason for the Norsican attack aboard this vessel. 
and uh, it appears that the dishonorable Pataks have stolen from these people a potential weapon that could turn a a star into a black hole. That does not sound like something Nausicaan pirates should have. Um, why don't you take the hit on this one and report that to the, uh, the Baja? If you are sure you could uh, do without the extra commendations. <laughs> he actually seems to think about that for a minute. Huh. Uh, no, no, you, you, you discovered it. You, 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 yeah, you, you do it. Interesting. That was supposed to be a joke. Well, so was my uh, reticence. <clears throat> of course. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Um, your vital signs all appear to be stable. Uh, how goes the warp core? The repair? Rem remarkably well. We're actually uh, <clears throat> just roping it in now. Uh, Marques has brought along grappling cables, which was really rather you know, prophetic. She has mentioned to me on several occasions that she prefers grapplers to tractor beams. This is not a surprise. Yeah, fair enough. I don't listen to her very much, so I probably just missed that. It's like but, how uh, steel bars are better than force fields. That's just objectively false. Well, uh, you tell me when the, the backup power for security goes down and the, the alien, uh, uh, alien that we've captured this week has uh, gotten out. And you tell me that the, the bars aren't useful at that point. Why don't we find a compromise here and just say, like, we, we, they work together as one, you know, they, mm. have, they shore up the weaknesses of the other. Yes, yeah. force field bars. Good idea. I, mean, I think I that a fight of actually for that. that force field bars with the gaps between, I think that would actually combine the weaknesses of both force fields and steel bars. Oh, no, no, no. I haven't. Well, I am not this. an engineer. Neither am I. I'm wait, wait, I'm, I'm, I, I'm doing a warp core. I'm doing a warp core. I'm not making a, a new security prototype. I'm doing warp core nonsense. Uh, right. Uh, anything else, uh, Macbeth? Uh, not at this time, no. Well, keep up the good work. Maybe maybe I need to have a look at this, this design that they were working on. I only got part of what they were talking about, some sort of black hole creating device. And I'll uh, turn to Zor at that point and say... Uh, would it be possible to have schematics of this device? And that's going to require a presence command, or I guess for you, you could even give me a presence medicine here. I am going to tell you, though, this is a difficulty of five. Now, you have determination, you have momentum, four of it, um, but this is kind of one of those major pivotal points of the episode. Yeah. Okay. Um... i say go for it. Well, yeah, I think I'm going to have to spend what we've got then. So I can take um, three of the momentum for mm -hmm. two extra dice. Mm -hmm. I'd definitely use determination. I'm looking to see if any of my... Oh, wait, real quick, real quick. Uh, Matthew, go ahead and roll on tap potential. I was actually going to mention that oh. in a minute. <laughs> I so... finally noticed my sticky note in big, bold letters. All right, so no extra, <laughs> no. No extra help there, unfortunately. I'm just wondering just, if I have this is a sticky note. Untapped potential. <laughs> I have three of them. I have one there. I have one over there, and I have one up there. You'd think I'd read one of them. This this is why oh, I always go for, go for veteran <laughs> because like I forget uh, both of the gambling 
perks for not taking veteran because <laughs> it's like ah i could gamble but i will forget mm-hmm. maybe there are many paths to honor yeah this is the antithesis of combat this is another pathway to honor or his own retribution and uh, not retribution I, i'm wondering um, if i can swing it as like convincing him like it would be the honorable thing to do yeah 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 i'd allow it um so I think that will be the, the route that we go with that. So focus, termination, free dice. Uh, I think, actually, do I have a focus? Right. So it. how many dice are you rolling and besides your determination? Have a focus. Uh, so I'm rolling three dice and then the determination on top of okay. it. Okay. So we only spent one momentum then. It would be two. 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 Yeah, because the oh, determination sorry, counts sorry. as a bad yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, So I sorry. took it back. I Sorry, I was going to roll uh, two dice, wasn't I, with the momentum spend? So four dice and then the determination. So that's going to cost us one threat and all the momentum we had. Yep. How much did we have? We had... Uh... Four. Oh. Is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I think okay. so. <clears throat> like I said, see. it's a pivotal roll, so... Yeah, let's see what happens. Have I got this right? Yes, here we go. All right. Uh... Only four... Um, I tell you what, I will offer you a success with a complication. I think I'm going to take it. I'm also going to roll my own untapped potential. Okay, go ahead and roll that. See what uh, momentum you get. All right, I get a threat. Yay. Um, so here's what's going to happen. Uh, Zor is going to look at you and go, all right, um, I mean, you're Starfleet. You're here to help. I'm happy to share the schematics as long as you don't you know, give them to people who shouldn't have them. And right as uh, he pulls out a pad and begins tapping on it to send you the information, the entire colony ship rocks as we see an outside view of the Nausicaan Raiders are returning and opening fire on both the colony ship and the Raider, or not the colony ship, uh, the colony ship and the Baja at the same time. So... We're not going to do full starship combat because you're lower decks. You don't do starship combat. But I do very much want to paint the scene that, Macbeth, you're still doing triage inside the colony ship. Bolin and Thane, you are in a shuttle with a grapple line on the warp core. There's a lot of moving pieces here going on here. Um, But we are going to take it sort of in turn order. Um, So who would like to go first in sort of this pseudo, pseudo combat encounter? I'm wondering if I can, because I think I need to call the Baja. Okay. Um, so with that in mind, I'm going to tap my com badge and um, uh, Ensign Macbeth to Commander Moore. Uh, this is Moore. Go ahead. Uh, please tell me you know why the Noshkins are attacking us again. I'm afraid I cannot give you motive as to their decision to attack at this time. However... I am aware that the previous time they attacked the colony ship was to steal a device with the potential to destroy a star. Shay again, you said to destroy an entire star. That is correct, Commander. Uh, it is uh, entirely possible they plan to test this weapon now on a Federation starship, but that is pure speculation on my part. It could be that they are just dishonorable pataks. Uh, one moment. And uh, there's kind of that waiting music you get whenever you put someone on hold. And uh, maybe about 30 seconds pass before more comes back and says, Very well. Uh, we can't beam you up without lowering our shields, and we need those shields to protect us from the Noshkin attack. 
Uh, see what you can do to shore things up over there on the colony ship. We'll deal with the Nausicans. As you wish, Commander. Uh, Macbeth out. Right. And, uh, yep, yeah, I'm going to uh, turn to... Ooh, what was his name? Vin. I'm going to turn to Vin and say, I need access to your ship's uh, defense grid. Let's see if we can improve your shielding and perhaps give the Norsicans something of a surprise. I mean, I'm not an engineer, but I kind of know where one of the engineer. Hold on, you over there. And he points at someone walk by. You're an engineer, right? And they look down at themselves and they go, uh, I know how to repair a bicycle. Good enough. Do you know where a panel is that we could access the defensive systems from? Um, yeah, Junction 5B over there. Thank you. Uh, what's your name? Uh, it's Mev. All right. Thank you, Mev. And Good then, job, Mev. You may have saved your ship. A most honorable uh, thing to have done. Oh, well, thank you. Um, but yeah, you are given access to a defense grid. Now, what I'm going to tell you is that with some of this threat I have, I am going to spend two of it to create a complication here. Um, the defense grid is in one of three modes. And if you want to change between them a task will be required um but right now the mode is in just general defense mode where what shielding is available with what power is available which is still very low because the warp core isn't back in yet um it's meant to protect general areas of the ship so things like the bridge critical areas things like that there's another mode where it uh the shields come online fully and that requires a huge power draw so you could maybe have shields for like a round or two um before the warp core is reinstalled and then there's a third version where you just sort of divert all defensive systems into the weaponry. And the weaponry, again, is basically phased cannons. Um, they're not really that great, but even phased cannons still can pack a punch at close range. Okay. Um, I am, I think, going to want to set things up so that I can boost the shielding so that it covers the whole ship. Okay. And um yeah, just just reinforces things as much as possible. Um okay. and to I think, think it, would be. Uh I I don't want to do it yet. I just want to have it ready so that I can turn it on when I need to. And I'm thinking gotcha. it might be best to wait for the shuttle to get closer before doing that. Gotcha. Okay, certainly. All right. So I'm just gonna roll something for the Noskins as it is technically their turn here. Uh you know what I'll give them an extra die. Why not? Because it's thematic. Uh, let's expand that out to see what that 30 actually is. That's a 3, a 16, and an 11, which means the Noskins are uh, successful here. And what that's going to look like to everyone outside is Thane and Boleyn, you see this Noskin Raider swoop low underneath the colony vessel and fire a purplish-white beam that impacts the Baja on the lower side of the saucer. And you see that the power systems of the Baja flicker for a moment as if the beam was draining away energy uh, from the Baja. But uh, it is now either Thane or Belinda's turn. Uh, Belinda, did you have something that you wanted to do? Uh, I got a couple of things in mind, uh, but we either need to be close to the ship or... All right. Closer to the colony ship or... The yeah, Baja? closer to the colony ship. All right. Um, can I engage in invasive actions while trying to maneuver us closer to the, uh, the colony ship? You certainly may. Um, though, let me take a look at your talents. Do you have the one that reduces the difficulty? 
I actually believe I have two. So I have precision maneuvering, which is, I think, applicable. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also have hands-on pilot. Let's see, assuming that I'm in my specialized shuttlecraft. Oh, let's see. I've actually never read hands-on pilot. Let's take a look. Uh, when you perform uh, one of the impulse warp evasive or attack pattern tasks, the ship may treat its assistant die as if it rolled a one. Wow. That's really oh, cool. Wow. Yeah, that's that's automatic two successes. I love it. Cool. All right. Uh, let me just remind myself the I mean, you still actual role here required. I believe it's a daring con, but let me confirm. Yep, it's a daring con, normally at a difficulty of one, assisted by the ship's structure con, which already has rolled a one there. Um, so I believe you're at a difficulty zero daring con here. All right. And, uh, well, then would precision maneuvering reduce that by one to... Well, that's, inclu that's including the precision maneuvering. Okay. It, it normally is a difficulty of one. So perform task. And helm operations focus. Most definitely. Uh, increase complication range or uh, I think no, it should it be because is. we I think it should be because we're dragging the warp core along behind us. You know what? That's a fair argument. And thank you for uh, giving me the idea. Yes. Let's make your complication range in 18 to 20. All right. So as his hands are flying over that console, he kind of just for a moment yells over his shoulder to Boleyn. Uh, if you could do anything to like secure that warp core so it's not dangling right. around behind us. Thank you. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> all right two successes so you'll get uh oh it's actually four because of the ship so you get a grand total of four momentum back for your troubles and yes nice. thanks to your evasive action uh you are one difficulty higher to hit and since you're a small craft you were already at a difficulty of two you're now at a difficulty of three to hit you so well done there right. and then i think i'd have to like spend two momentum in order to take a second action Correct. Actually, you know what? I'm going to spend my point of determination to take a second action okay. in this uh, this round, and use the just the basic impulse action to put us right next to their ship to bring okay. us in as quickly as possible. All right. So technically, it's a difficulty zero roll, but since it's your second action in the turn, it's a difficulty one now. Um, so go ahead and give me a control con on your part, difficulty one, mostly for momentum purposes. Sure. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll spend Baja. one momentum. Not the Baja, the uh, Type 10 shuttle. Uh, what, it's engines con, the uh, shuttle rolling? Uh, for the shuttle. So technically, since he's still using uh, his oh. talent, the ship or the shuttle automatically rolls a one. So interesting. <laughs> so that's five successes, which means you get four momentum. If you want to give me two of that momentum, which you would have had floating anyway, um, we can just buy off that complication. Yeah. I think we will. Yeah. Okay. So you'll be captain momentum by my count. And yeah, uh, Thane, using your expertise at the helm and using your tweaks to the shuttle, um, you basically get the shuttle moving like a bat out of hell, right up sweeping underneath until sort of the junction port, which you would put the warp core back in. But the important thing is you are now within the shield bubble of the colony ship, should it be raised once more. And throughout that entire procedure, although you have seen Shas at um, basically at nonchalant and indifferent, here there's a kind of placidity to all of his actions, his motions, this fluid sense of being just in his element as he's at the controls of the helm. All right. So uh, let me see here. Next, it would go to the Nausicans. 
Do I want to have them attack again? I think I will. They're obviously at a higher difficulty here because they've already attacked once, so it's difficulty four. All right. I'm going to spend some threat here. Uh, let me see. I'm going to give them... I guess I can only give them two extra die here. So I'm going to roll four d20. And let's see what they get. 47. Uh, well, I have good news and I have bad news. Uh, the bad news is that they are going to hit the shuttle. The bad or the good news is that that is a complication. Um, so let me check the damage on them real quick. Okay. All right. Uh, I do actually have to roll this because it could matter in terms of the shuttle. But let's see how much damage they do. Okay. Oh. So here's what's going to happen. Thane, you are doing everything in your power to maneuver that shuttle and keep it evasive and keep it from the Noskin's blasts. However, as you get right up underneath where you can finally put the warp core back in, what's going to happen is the left nacelle of the shuttle is going to be hit. And you have an option here, Thane. You can either uh, immediately shut down every single system on the shuttle and collide with the uh, colony ship. Or you can keep the shuttle's systems going, but it will detonate. The warp core on the shuttle will detonate within two rounds. You know, I think he's actually going to go for, as long as Bolin is okay with this, keeping the shuttle operational. Okay. All right. Yep, Joe. Uh, sure. <laughs> Let's go. He'll yell back about the warp core on the ship. Uh, being destabilized, which is a little kind of funny because mm -hmm. of what we've just done, uh, and then continue trying to maneuver the vessel into place to install the warp core, and then are, he's already charting a course away from the ship. All right. Okay. So I believe we're going to do a drop. <laughs> I, my original plan was to uh, use the schematics of the weapon we just found to figure out how they mess around with warp cores. But instead, I'm going to be installing a warp core. <laughs> Just not our warp core, which we may be injecting. Mm -hmm. uh, throw that pad out the way. Throw that pad out the way. Um, quick bursts of the tractor beam to position the warp core in the, in the way. Use two grapplers to to like hook onto the entry point and then just use that to, to like slingshot it into position mm -hmm. not actually slingshot it but use it to like steady itself into position and then install the warp core from the outside all right i love Simple. it i am going to tell you difficulty five daring engineering um i'm going to because i think this is important things spend all six momentum if people are okay with that because i don't have the termination right now please do go for it all right can i be insisted in any way and does power systems or shipboard tactical systems work because I'm using grapplers slash uh, tractor beams. Yeah, I was going to say even the grapplers count as uh, technical uh, tactical action, so yeah, definitely. Um, as terms of an assist, um, can I tell you what, ship? If, uh, if you want the shuttle to assist you, I would roll a challenge die after the roll, and if it's in effect, you now have one less round because of the expenditure I of power. I don't want the shuttle to assist me for some strange reason. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to a uh, an, an absolutely stellar example of a bean roll here. <laughs> okay, let's go. Hey! Seven Whoa. successes, meaning you get a momentum back for your trouble. 
So here's what's going to happen is, Boleyn, you're using your grappler arms to great efficiency. You get the, the colony ship's warp core lined up. You get it pushing in back up into the space to accommodate it. And with a sort of shutter that goes across the entire ship that Macbeth would feel, um, main power starts to come back online. And you see Macbeth again with your modified console. You see that you now have full power to put shields or weapons wherever you would want them. Um, so well done there. Um, mm -hmm. Next in the turn order is the Baja. And I'm going to give you guys the option here. Do you guys want to roll for the Baja? Or do you want me to roll for the Baja? I think cinematically Baja is going to fire. Yeah. Uh, you know. All right. Could we give uh, them some more momentum? <laughs> that was my next question is, do you want to give the Baja some uh, some additional momentum here? Yeah, they can have a momentum. All right, got a spare rolling. momentum for them. All right, rolling yeah. three dice here. And I'll, let's see, let's do a weapons and security for them. They always have a focus and just uh, do three dice on the Baja sheet. I'm looking forward to seeing the Baja blast. <laughs> Who wants to take that roll? Uh, Matt, do you want to take it? I mean, you are the supervisor. Exactly. Okay. Weapon security, three dice with a focus. All right, ah. one success. Let me double check. All right, I can offer you a success with a complication. Yeah, let's. Sure. Uh, why not? Why not? All right. So go ahead and roll damage on your phaser arrays. So uh, that should be seven challenge dice. Okay. Do you wish to spend any momentum to reroll those effect or reroll those zeros? Could, could the attacking officer aimed to get a reroll on one of those dice? Doesn't no? work. I think it's starship combat. No. Yeah, it's one of those weird things in the rolls where oh. we're never really sure if aim counts in starship combat. Let's say for thematic sake that thanks to the power drain they weren't able to aim. Let's put it that okay. way. Okay. Um, I will say that none of the dice or other images are showing up for me on Foundry, so I don't know what those images are supposed to be. Like, uh, Let's see. So you have four successes, two effects, and three blank dice. Then I think we'll spend one momentum to reroll those three mm -hmm. blank dice. Okay. Okay. Oh. Does get you five successes with uh, three effects here. So uh, you do have versatile two on phaser two or phaser arrays. So do you want to spend those two floating momentum for piercing? Yes. Yeah. And I noticed that we have secondary reactors. So there's a great deal of excess power. Yes. We can use that to just add bonus, not dice, but uh, straight damage. Yep. Straight damage. Yeah. So do we know what scale this Noskin Raider is? Uh, it's only a scale three. Then. Does everyone want to pump five extra power into the phasers? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. All right. Then with that uh, masterful roll, what's going to happen is the Baja is with a sort of a little bloody nose. It powers up its phaser arrays, lances out with that orange beam, and impacts the Noskin Raider. You know what? Let's, uh, let's roll a system hit. Where does, where does it actually get hit? <laughs> I think that's engines. I, I think that... Uh, Good. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's engines. So the Baja hits the Noskin Raider right at, uh, at its engine core. And now the Noskins are experiencing a warp core breach in progress. Um, but we come to the top of a new round. And technically the Noskins are going to spend their turn trying to not blow up. 
which means it's open field. Thane, Bolin, Macbeth. Thane, I have a crazy idea which may just work. Uh, if that idea is ejecting the warp core or fixing the warp core, please do so. All right, so what I want you to do is fly over to the Northskin ship and eject the warp core right on top of them. If I can reverse the polarity of it, I can make it so that uh, they'll either have to eject their own warp core or have to deal with a massive disruption field. You just want to be a big damn hero, don't you? Let's go! <laughs> okay, so he's going to try to attempt a, uh, I suppose, like an impulse maneuver in order to shunt us over to the Nausicans in order to drop the warp core on them like some kind of ordinance. Uh, because bombers in space makes sense. Yeah. Well, to pull off a dark S7 maneuver, uh, that's going to be a daring and a con difficulty of two. And I guess the shuttle assists you with a one. So, man, that talent is amazing. Wow. I, I got to start taking wow. one of my con officers. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Does it only work on shuttles? Uh, it's my ship. So we're in the oh. shuttle that I've sort of customized. If I had chosen the Baja itself, it would be for the Baja. Okay. So, and con... Personally, as a GM, I would make it so that it's never the main ship. Right. I would think if this was a main ship, it would be totally broken. Hmm. All right, uh, one momentum. success, which means with the two from the shuttle, that's three, meaning you get a momentum back. And yeah, uh, Thane, with the warp core beginning to hum louder and louder and louder in the back of the shuttle, um, you swoop over to provide just the right drop angle onto the Noskin vessel. So that's going to have to wait for Bolin's turn, because up next is the Noskins once more. Uh, I am going to actually roll for them here, because they are dealing with a warp core breach. I'm going to use uh, yeah, one are. momentum to give them additional die here. Uh, 29, which is a 13, a 2, and a 14. That 2 is a crit for them. So they are able to stabilize their own reactor, but that's their entire turn for this round. Um, which now goes to either Bolin or Macbeth. And I'm actually going to look to Macbeth here for a bit of a devil's deal and a bit of a bit of an encouragement here. The Noskins have acted without honor. You have access to the offensive systems of the colony vessel. Right. Yep. You I do know that the Noskins have technology they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Do What's the status of their shields at the moment? If their engines are out, I presume their shields are out. Uh, their shields are gone, yes. In fact, okay. any damage you do to it is immediately going to their hull. What's the transporter situation? On their vessel or uh, no, sorry, on, on, on ours, on the on the transport ship. Do we have transporters or is this uh you would have transporters from the Baja, but not on the colony ship. Right, okay. Uh, okay, so there's there's I'm trying to think of how to, to word this. Macbeth is definitely wanting to press that fire button, but um, I feel like it's probably better that he doesn't. Right. Um, so I, I think there is just going to be a moment of just just complete indecision as he's like holding a, a he's got like a targeting lock on the ship and he's just like. I could fire right now. And he's just going to pull himself back from that. He's not going to fire on the ship. In fact, mm -hmm. instead, he's going to just 
ensure that the the shields are up on on the uh on the colony ship and they're prepared to in, in case the uh the warp core on that ship explodes all right which means we're gonna go to bolin then bolin i'm assuming you want to eject the warp core still yeah and i would like to mess with it to make it sort of like not necessarily destroy the other ship but to disable it mm. causing it enough interference basically using the uh detonating warp core as an emp Equivalent okay. to Star Trek EMPs because I presume EMPs wouldn't actually affect a 24th century vessel, or not to the degree that it would affect us. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I, I think what you're getting. Uh, give me a daring engineering difficulty of three on this one. I'm going to spend a momentum give you two threat because I feel like this is important. I have tactical systems and I have power systems, so I think I have a focus here and small craft. So I have three focuses. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to roll. Three! Yes! Three is what Let's you go. So uh, why don't you describe narratively what happens to the Nosigans? So the as we are like doing the bomb maneuver, like a uh, like a strike craft, the, the the shuttle will zip up, and then I will power up all the weapon uh, shields onto the back. So we like ride the shockwave out as the warp core will uh, detonate over the Nautiscan vessel. As this gigantic just wave envelops both the shuttle, but we're prepared for it, and they're not, and they don't have shields up. As the entire ship starts to do that classic Star Trek flickering, as the nacelles are going on and off, these lightning arcing around it, as it makes a big giant firework in uh, for the rest of the vessels around it nice all right well with that the noskin raiders have been fully disabled the colony ship has been saved uh saved and it's got its warp core back and the baja only took minimal damage which means well done all of you well done and in fact we're going to skip ahead maybe about 30 minutes after you've returned to the baja and you're currently in a debriefing room with more uh, and the captain, uh, Mervik. And the entire time, Moore is just sort of asking pointed questions like, why did you do this? Why did you do this? And even though Mervik, the captain, you know, it's kind of hard for Clickets to show that they're happy because Clickets don't like being happy, or at least that's my understanding of Clickets. Um, the captain actually leans forward and looks directly at each of you in turn. He starts with uh, Thane here, and he says... So, Ensign, I understand that you were instrumental in repairing that warp core. Not that Boleyn didn't do her part as well, but I understand that you were very pivotal in that crucial moment. Is that correct? I just completed the work that she had begun. Uh, Everything was laid out for me perfectly. So you do not wish to take credit then? I actually seem to think about that. Sir, I think the credit should be shared equally. Very noble of you. Very noble of you. Macbeth, though your logs and your answers to our inquiries indicates that you had ample opportunity to fire, you didn't. In fact, that's very surprising for a Klingon. What made you not fire? There are several reasons why I felt firing upon the Norsican ship was... Not something I could live with easily. And as you say, it is somewhat unusual for a Klingon warrior to deny the bloodlust and not destroy even dishonorable, unarmed aggressors like the Norsicans. However, I feel that there are many paths to honor. 
and my decision was based on what I felt what I felt that I should be doing as a Starfleet officer, not as a Klingon warrior. Interesting. Well, well done. As long as, or as odd as that is to, for me to say as a click it, to give you a compliment. Well done. I think thanks are in order. For if you had destroyed the Noskin vessel, we wouldn't have been able to recover the stolen technology prototype. And we're going to be able to prevent the Noskins from making another one, which means that no more stars are going to be supernovaing or turning into black holes. So you were very instrumental with that, Macbeth. Well done. Finally, Miss Bolin. I just have uh, one question for you. Um, how do I even say this? And you can see that the captain is struggling to find the right words. Is there a uh, a reason that uh, all the grappling arms and the grappling cables from Cargo Bay 5 are missing? Uh, that's because they're installed on the ship due to the fact that the uh, warp core was unstable. I don't believe using a tractor beam throughout the entirety of the mission would have been beneficial for any of our helves. Hmm. So you mean to say that either due to a bit of pack rattery or perhaps a bit of foresight that you were instrumental in saving the day as well? I would say that we're all instrumental in saving the day. Interesting. Uh, Again, you are interesting and you are spreading the thanks. Hmm. Well, if any one of us went on this mission alone, we would have been able to complete it. Hmm. And you can see that the, the captain seems to have been looking for that response and he sort of leans back in his chair. Well done. I'm glad that we have trusted uh, you three in taking on this task. In fact, there might be more tasks like this in the future, but for the time being, well done, all of you. Uh, Bobling goes like through multiple stages of trying to say thank you without actually muttering the word and just nods. Because I uh, remember they don't like saying thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, Thane, what is it? With respect, uh, a few fewer missions where we all nearly die several times would actually be somewhat appreciated as well, it, you know, if that's possible. He wants some shore leave. Actually, it's funny you say that because I think the captain looks over at Moore and says, uh, Commander Moore, isn't it the uh, time for the holodecks to uh, be cleaned? Oh, yes, I believe it is correct. The, the holodecks were in need of a deep cleaning simulation after the... Uh, Hollow novel uh, Rysian Delights. Apparently someone had scheduled a Rysian Delights hollow novel and didn't show up for their time, so other officers took that time for themselves and uh, made a mess. I just oh, there you have the it, Ensign. If Vane's uh, head, like I'm boring through it with a laser scalpel. I believe I'm needed in sickbay. Isn't it dishonorable to abandon your comrades in their time of need? You are absolutely correct, which is Thank why I'm going to take my supervisor thing. I'm going to remember this. Also, I need I need somebody to look after Jan because I will be looking after the holodecks. I will accept that responsibility. Gosh darn it, I was trying to get Thane to do it because I know he would hate it. <laughs> I mean, can this really be worse than cleaning the targ pens? Yes. You're right, it can. Have you seen Gamma Shift? Yep, yep, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't even need to say that. You don't even need to say it. Let, let's get this over with. <clears throat> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, as you all sort of filter out of the conference room, we sort of zoom out of the Baja's conference room to sort of see a view of the ship. We see the colony ship moving to warp and warping to a designated coordinates in the Federation to receive that humanitarian aid. We see the Noskin vessel uh, sort of drifting in space, but the Baja just sort of provides overwatch. As that was where we're going to end today's session. So yeah, what'd you guys think? Um, I know this game is uh, kind of a more action-packed, less comedic, um, but I still think we did a very good balance of both comedic and keeping the tension high. So well done there. Hey. Yeah, I agree. I uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I think it was quite well balanced. We had enough to do the jokes and the bits, but also had enough to do a serious mission, like, you know, one where we couldn't mess up, but also felt like we could also do something, A, stupidly heroic, but also have fun with it at the same time. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it hit the appropriate tone for uh, a Lower Decks episode of this style. Absolutely. Excellent. And I do want to shout out that I did enjoy uh, Thane and Macbeth's character growth here. I am looking forward to seeing, especially uh, for those of you that cross out of value, looking to see what you change that there. But yeah, uh, Twitch stick around because we're going to write soon. But YouTube, this is where we'll say goodbye. Bye, YouTube. Bye, YouTube.